Hello. Hello, Dan. Um, Hi. Uh, my computer's being a little bit of a stinker, so be oh. aware. All it's right. doing things I don't understand. Well, everything it does is something I don't yeah. understand, but yeah. usually I don't I understand it within normal parameters. Oh, right, right. This is the show, right? Yeah, we're, I mean, this, we're doing it. It's here. We don't edit for content. I mean, I don't think, I think taking away any of this would be robbing the people who tune people in. People would complain. They'd know. Mm. Oh, no. They you know what I mean? They would know. Yeah, Take no, away a piece know. of the puzzle. Suddenly you don't have that whole, uh, you know, uh, silver dollar. My mom My. once made a 1,000 piece jigsaw puzzle of a coin. And I'd like you to really think about that for a minute. Have you ever seen those puzzles just all white? Have you ever seen a grown man naked? White? I haven't, but this one my mom did for some, I don't know, she might have, in the 70s, she might have had some self-harm issues. I don't know why you make a puzzle that big of a coin. Everything just looks like a little bit of Dirty Gray title. Anyway, I guess we'll do the show. Ugh. Yeah. Just trying to get centered. You know, it just frustrates me sometimes because, like, I, I try to do all the right things, yeah. and I run things, and you know, and I, I think things are going to fix things, and then right. when it's acting a little hinky, I'll run me some cocktail or I'll run me some clean my Mac. I know, shut up. I think it helps, and then it restarts, and then sometimes it takes, it stops at kind of one point. It takes a long time, and then after that, it comes up, and then it's doing all this wackadoo stuff, and I see a lot of red. In my activity monitor, you understand? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yeah. you know, this is not the concern of our listener, except insofar as it is. Whatever's in, something we like to say on Roderick on the Line, whatever's in the show is in the show. Do you understand that, Dan? How do you take it out if it's part of the I show? I don't do you know. It's it? like it's like tearing up photos of people you don't like anymore. It's really odd. Well, everyone does. You that. oughtn't. You're not going to have a jigsaw puzzle anymore. You're just going to, people are going to go, scorched well, earth. people are going to go, what, what used to be there? And you're like, I can't. I, uh. You can get custom jigsaw puzzles made. Are they made by jigsaw? They will take, you can pick up to <laughs> 2000 pieces on this one site I'm looking oh. at now. You send them a photo and they turn it into a jigsaw That's cool. puzzle. I, I, it's a thing, a thing about me. Get that for grandma. Yeah. She's dead. But uh, she died, dude. In, in the words of Johnny Fairplay's friend, she's dead, dude. Um, I don't care for jigsaw puzzles personally. No, I mean I'm not against them. I don't think they're necessarily dangerous, unless they have like the CSS encryption for optical discs. Remember that? Remember when there was a prime number that was illegal? <laughs> Floptical. Floptical. Bernoulli box. <laughs> I still don't know what to do with all my zips and my jazz. I know. I still they're really solid. Jazz was very jazz was really short lived. Yeah. You know the the um the zip drive that was around. I that think jazz. I, I don't know anything about the business, but I mean jazz were great from certain points of view. Unfortunately, back in those days, it also just meant a bigger thing to corrupt because things did break more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. There's um, my hot take on the new David Fincher movie, The Killer. Is mm, it's fine, but but there's a great scene where, where Fassbender goes in this guy's office. Oh, that thing looked really I, good. You know, I I'm not gonna, gonna I'm not gonna say don't watch it. I'm just gonna go. Mm, it's fine. But there's a scene where Fassbender um, shoots a nail gun through somebody's laptop, 
and I really would like to do that because I've told you before how I yeah. tried to get rid by tried to be on Mr. Robot, but like my, none of my drills, even my 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 what are those called those hammer drills or whatever, not strong mm-hmm. enough. Like the shark. Oh, you mean they can't hammer stop head, moving? Hammer head. Yes, hammer that's head. true. That's true. So the jazz never. It says here on this uh, Wikipedia. Jazz was late in the game. The jazz, I think they felt like they needed to innovate, get bigger. You know what I mean? I Omega. Yeah, jazz never attained as much success or market penetration as the zip drive. While the zip drive was marketed as a high capacity floppy disk for the home and small office, home office, the jazz was originally advertised as a higher end product. Mm-hmm. Skiz, scuzzy interfaces, as you would mm-hmm. say, were standard. Daisy chain, Apple Mac. Daisy yeah, chain you your Bernoulli box. But it says that they could overheat mm. and the loading mechanism jams could leave a disc stuck in the drive. This became known in the profession as the click of yeah, death. Yeah, I do remember that. Because of the clicking sound it made as it tried and failed to eject the you disc. You ever get a cassette stuck Forcibly in Forcibly ejecting it would destroy the drive and the disc. Now see, so that's, that's, that's really that great. would be the plot of a probably not very good movie. Well, we can't eject well, we, but it. We gotta because, it. But we can't eject we it. But we got to get it. But we got it. What do you do? You take it to the clean room, right? And they take the plates out and stuff, probably. I omega. If they disassemble it, does that count as ejecting? No. Is it because it's, t- it's better because it's touching the head? Right? <laughs> yeah. We probably yeah. hadn't, what, we know, the, like, like a needle on a record, put the needle on the record, put the needle on the record when the drum beats go like when this. The drum beat goes like this. Yes. Yeah. Uh, is what I'm thinking. So maybe the, the problem is you're going to screw up your revolver if you try to rip it out while the needle's still on, I guess, probably great taxman. album. It's a very good really album. Really great album. Oh my goodness, what a good album. Um, hello, Dan. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to whatever show this is. This is Back to Work. Yes. And that's where we are right now is going back to work. Right. That's the show, right? Yeah, we can wrap it. There's a thing in the New York Times about people having trouble remembering things. And, what did you just say? Sorry, did, did I curse? <laughs> oh, I get it. Okay. Um, anyway, I don't know if you've noticed this about me, but not really forever, really, especially I'm going to say this could be a coincidence, but since I did have COVID, I have trouble sometimes putting my hand to information. Oh, like recall, like recall of data? I forgot David Sims's name last week, which is weird because I, it was in the service of promoting one of my favorite podcasts, the Blank Check podcast. And I, uh, yeah, he's a movie guy at The Atlantic and he does Blank Check. And for just a minute, I just could not remember David's last name. So then I did that mm. thing where I got a running start. Like I'm trying to knock down a door, maybe like a bathroom door, mm-hmm. not a big door. Mm-hmm. But I go, mm-hmm. and I go, David Sims, you don't have that. Where, where I kind of go up and then down on a, in my voice. No, well, you don't do that either. Up, uh, down. Yeah. Uh, down. Ah, <laughs> uh, ah, uh, the French champagne. Uh, <laughs> 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 and what is it, the line is like, ah, <laughs> 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 the French champagne. Filled with delicious. <laughs> the thing is, if that happened uh. now, that would be that would sell it. They're you know? all that so good. S- There's another one on celebrities at their best. We're talking here about a, a famous series of outtakes from the Palmasan wine commercials. Uh, wine, that, um, yeah, wine for French. They'll sell no wine before it's time. And and Orson Welles did these commercials for them. And it's been sort of, it's, it's been parodied everywhere. You've seen, you've probably seen it on yes. Family Guy. It's been parodied. Um, there's been like oh god, there's a stand-up comic who does a great. You know, like might have been Peter Serafinowitz. I forget who, but somebody does a great. Oh, he's oh, good. He's so good. I can see. Him oh, you know it. what I saw? Oh, wait. I put a pin in this. We remember Sex Pistols for me. 
Okay. Sure. Can't I need this now. You're my outboard brain. Um, uh, but, uh, and, but, you know, and the thing is, you know, Orson Welles, he needed to do stuff for money. He was still putting out great movies sometimes, but he was, it was difficult. These were difficult days. He did F for Fake, you know, he did Chimes at Midnight. He did so many good movies, but still he had a hard time getting his movies yeah. made. And, you know, he needed dough. Sure. So one of the things was he did commercials. And uh, so will you find that for notes, the outtakes from his Paul Masson commercial? Uh, I've got it in there. Because if people haven't seen it, they probably should see that. Yeah, no, it's entertaining. It's really there's good. one on celebrities at their worst that's really funny too, and I think that's the famous. If you've ever heard the Family Guy one, filled with delicious green penis, where he's doing like <laughs> frozen pea commercials, like oh, it's so bad. There's a farm. There's one like there's a farm. Blah blah blah. Raises a no. Now why would you write it this way? How would you? <laughs> he's criticizing the writing, which I feel yeah. you know. Respect, Orson Welles. Chimes of Midnight is very good. Um, anyway, um, so there's a thing that happened in, I think, 77 or 78. And it's pretty famous in the lore of punk rock. And it's this time that the Sex Pistols and some of their fans, including Susie Sue, appeared on a talk show of this guy named Bill Grundy. Have you ever seen the footage of when the Sex Pistols were on a TV show? No. And, oh man. And they were and they started they were like little boys. They started cursing. You know, and, and John and Johnny Rotten says something like, Yeah, well it's, you know, S word. And Grundy's mm. like, Well what well, was that? Say that again. And he's obviously like provoking them. And he goes, S sure. word, S word. And then Paul Cook, I think, is like going, You rotter, you bloody and goes, Oh, that's very good. Very smart boys. And they talk to Susie Sue. Again, before Susie and the Banshees, she was just a sex pistol yeah, fan. Yeah, she, she's, she's like, what do around. you think? And they're talking to her. Well, it's not as funny if you haven't seen it, but if you have seen it, there's this remarkable thing. Who, who was Ian Betteridge actually on Mastodon, of, of, of the guy who did the the Betteridge uh, rule of headlines? That guy. We follow each other on Mastodon, which is nice. He mm -hmm. he's very mm -hmm. funny, and he posted this thing. I'll, I'll, okay, so like you know who Matt Barry is. Um, Laszlo from What We Do in the Shadows. The mm -hmm. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, Matt yeah. Barry, Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> he's great. He's he's. Um, I think he was well known for his music stuff before. Yes, uh, before the show. Absolutely. Right? Yes, he's got several albums that are that are. I saw a really fun YouTube thing where he went to. They had him go to a music. Yeah, there it is. It's uh, what's, in, what's your bag in my for amoeba? bag for yeah, Amoeba. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen that? I guess no. You I haven't have. seen that one, but I've, I love those. I'll he's a, he's a huge music too. fan. He's really talented. He's also in that wonderful episode of Portlandia where he's like the children arti art, children's artist and Fred and Carrie want to learn how to be a children's artist like him. Mm, mm -hmm. um, but anyway, this is really stupid to say now. But they, so like, and also that one guy, crap, that one guy, it's not Ben Elton, but it's that one guy who's in everything. It's that guy who's in all the Stuart Lee stuff. He's, there's this one actor, I'll find his name. But, and they're all sitting there and they've exactly restaged it looks ex almost exactly like the set of the Bill Grundy show in the 70s, except they're all Amish. Mm. Peter Serafinowicz, dressed in <laughs> Amish beard and gear, <laughs> is Bill Grundy. That guy whose name I, I forget is John Lydon. And Matt Berry is one of the people as well. And all they do is lip sync the original Sex Pistols interview, but while they're all, including the Susie <laughs> Sue part, except they're all dressed up. Anyway, you should check, I'll have it, to check out. that it's, out. I'll find it's it. funny I'll find you, it you mentioned, you know, of course, the our beloved uh, Butterfield Diet video 
just yesterday. Sasha Day is treat day. Yesterday I was in the gym and I have, um, it's a really cool gym. It's a small gym and it's, <laughs> it's a gym. It's a gym. The personal trainers that are there are different because like a regular personal trainer tends to be pretty expensive, but the way that they do it in this gym is you work with, with a trainer who has like two or three clients at one time. So you pay like a third as much. It's great. And then they kind of say, okay, you, you go over here, you do <laughs> it's this. It's like Terry Cruz in Bridesmaids. It's exactly like that. Where they're trying, they're trying to get the free, they go, they go to the park and try to get the free class. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> so you, so yeah. you're running around. So I've been working with yeah. my trainer for, gosh, so I interrupted you. So you got, you got several people. And so it's like, it's a group coaching. Yeah. Session. You don't, you're not doing the same things. You're each doing something different, but you know, the trainer can say, okay, here's how to do this exercise. If you haven't done it before, yeah. do this, you're going to do. He gets paid a hundred dollars an hour to say, okay, two more. Instead of that, this is much, much, much cheaper. <laughs> okay. So. I've been working with this one trainer at this gym for over seven years now. This was part of my back rehab and to eventually, you know, get becoming like a normal person again. And, um, and so yesterday I was talking to her and I said, yeah, I, I planted the seed in the beginning of the, of the session, you know, it's an hour long. And I said, yeah, I think, yeah, I think I want to get leaner. She's like, well, Dan, you're pretty lean. I'm like, yeah, but like, I want to get, I want to get leaner. I want to, I want to be Hugh Jackman mm -hmm. as Wolverine. That guy's got a huge accent. And she's like, she's like, well, he, he's taking a lot of testosterone. I'm like, well, fine, I'll take testosterone. Whatever I got to do. I want to be oh, Hugh Jackman. Okay. And she's like, you probably don't want to you know, do that. I said, maybe there's like a, like a diet plan I could get on. She's like, well, I'm not really big on diets. So halfway, so, you know, the, the thing comes to an end. And I said, you know, I, I said, I did find a diet plan that, but I just kind of want you to check it out before I, I go on. <laughs> oh, come and on. Yes. Really? And she's like, oh my she's God. like, well, you know, I'm not big on diet plans and stuff, but I'll, I'll look at it. I'll review it for you. I'm like, okay, listen, I'm, I'm going to send it to you. There's a YouTube video that kind of gives an overview. Yeah. Of good it. overview of like how it and works. And so yeah. I sent this to her and, you know, a couple hours later, I guess she gets home and watches it and she, she's, she thought it was hilarious. <laughs> but I think everybody. Poisson crispy. Like all. now to me. <laughs> bum, 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 the, it's Lodge Max. The uh, look at me, look at your father is now has supplanted oh. that as the video we watch more on a oh, regular really? basis. Yeah, so thank you for that. They're all pretty funny. I mean, the one where he has, they're all in that same like warehouse. Yeah, mostly. they really are. The, the, the one with the restaurant is really good. With the bill, they serve you on a, on like a snooker table. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have a menu. They haven't printed menus right? yet. Yeah, I put that in the show notes. Uh, and the guy I'm thinking of, you'll know him if you see his face. If you like English, weird English comedy, his guy's name is Kevin Eldon. And Kevin Eldon has been in oh my goodness, so many things: Brass Eye, Big Train, uh, Alan Partridge. Uh, oh, he's also had minor speaking roles on Game of Thrones. Of course, he's English. Kevin, the great, the great Kevin Eldon, 64 years old. He's born in Kent. Huh. So, um, yeah, I heard there are things you wanted to talk. I only have, I only have one, one thing. It's, it's just mainly, I just wanted to like open a, a thread for something interesting. Oh, yeah, and it. apart from let's that, let's do it. All I wanted to say was, you know, OpenAI had their, I think very good keynote, I think last week about the new products and new changes that they're doing, especially with ChatGPT. Mm -hmm. And all I wanted to say was, the thing where you make your own GPT, which I don't know who gets that. I don't know how they roll it out, but I've now got uh -huh. it. And, and you, it's now, really for the record, neat. you are on ChatGPT four, not three. I think if there's anything that's the most salient, probably it's that I pay for an account. So whatever's there, right? But I mean, it's kind of I. 
it's they've changed a few things that I think are actually really smart changes. I still do not care for the web interface at all in terms of like actually doing chats. But but you know, now everybody is like defaults to four turbo, mm -hmm. I guess. I don't know. But and they've supposedly they're lowering the cost and blah blah. But 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 the 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 big banner news, I think, if you've been following this stuff and if you're interested in it are anywhere aligned with mine, is you can uh, I don't love the name. They call them GPTs, which is basically you make your own Right. If you and, like and GPT bot. stands for generative pre-trained transformer. I guess yeah, so. I don't know. But okay, but like the idea is it's something as simple as so like right now you can go in and like when this thing I know this is quick, I hope. But like when it first when we first got ChatGPT, it was always pretty cool that you can go in and ask questions and in a given thread in a given thread, you can have it remember things. Like you could say, hi, I'm Merlin, I live in San Francisco, and it'll remember that in that thread. It wouldn't remember it everywhere. Then they added customizations, which is great, because then you could say, I'm always Merlin, man, and here's how I want you to always respond. And then, uh, that was just how I look at it in terms of as a user. And then this huge new evolution is creating your own, what's called a GPT. And I, I think the, the um, I'll find the demo of this to put into notes. Uh, Demo GPT. Um, but the idea is like, okay, but like, what if you could want it to like, especially as a business, mm -hmm. like, what if you want to make your own one of these? So of course, like one of the first ones I did was I said, hey, and you just, you go into this interface and you say like, hey, here's what I want to do. And you talk to it like you normally would. And you say, for example, I have this document called the Wisdom Project. It's a markdown file. I'm going to upload it and I want you to do stuff with it. And it goes, oh, this is, and it's actually pretty cool. It goes like, ah, this is a bunch of advice in a casual tone of voice reminiscent of Ben Franklin's Poor Richard's Almanac. Thank mm -hmm. you. That's exactly my, <laughs> my inspiration. It is. It actually literally is. Uh, and the book of lists. Because it was, and I was like, wait a minute, have you been listening to my shows? Because I said that's the two things I wish it were like. But, um, and, and but then you can ask it questions about that particular thing. Yeah, I mean, yes. Previously, you've been able to say if you if it's hooked up and up to date, you could say stuff like go to this page or this PDF or blah blah blah. But they're all those are all kind of one offs. So first of all, you get to create your own bespoke GPT. So I made one for the wisdom document. Oh, nice. I made one for my quotes file. I made one for my bios file. The thing I've been working on all day so far today is I'm trying to make one for reconcilable differences, where, I, you know, part of it is I tell it things. But then you can upload things. So I, I've uploaded, I've told it to like, be aware of here's all of our public facing show notes for this. I did an export of our Google Doc with all of our behind the scenes show notes. I uploaded all of that. Um, I'm kind of stuck a little bit at like, I'm, I'm uploading transcripts, but it won't do whisper like transcription on its own yet. But I just wanted to say, I think this is really interesting, really promising. It is not in some ways, it's dropped dead easy. Mm -hmm. If what you want to do is what they, what they do in the demo that is so douchey is the dude's like, okay, I have this PowerPoint that I do about how you can make sure your business is growing fast enough. And he uploaded it and he's able to ask you questions. Like that by itself, I think is very powerful. Yeah. Let me ask you, I got a but, quick question for you about, please, about the, of course, the, please. the concept of the GPTs and doing them. Is, because you know, you're, you're saying right now, that you know you you uploaded this to gpt you made this to the gpt etc is there an advantage to having a gpt that is sort of a, a specialist or knows about one thing and and not about another so you said that you made a gpt for your right, wisdom right. document and you made another one for this other thing is there a reason <laughs> not to just put them all in right i mean suit. like is does it 
Is there a reason that you wouldn't do that? Does it make it slower? Or I that's mean, that's a like, terrific. No, it's a terrific question. And I, I, um, something I've talked about a lot here. I've talked a lot about elsewhere. When it comes to like, for example, with three D printing, like why are you? Why am I always printing these small, low resolution things? Well, part of my journey with three D printing that's actually has been helpful in thinking about other projects is I, I've learned I have to start out with things that are small and things that will print mm. fast because I don't know how it's going to turn out. For me to say I want something very high quality that's very large mm -hmm. is going to be costly in terms of time and materials and frustration, right? right. So, like, you know, I, I guess a dumb way to look at it is like, well, <laughs> maybe Merlin, maybe Merlin, you should have a blog for a while before you try to try to write a book. Right. Not a guarantee, but like, don't just jump into having a book if you don't know what the book's about or you know whatever, right? Start out small uh, with Lego sets. Maybe you start out with your kid starts with Duplos, and then the Duplos become parts of the castle, and then eventually you're making more sophisticated stuff, etc. Um, and that's so the dream in some ways for me at least in my head, is I just pointed at my, eventually, someday, hopefully securely, pointed at my hard drive to start with. Like just, and actually, Jason Snell talked about this on Upgrade this week. This is everybody's dream. It's like, hey, App, Apple in particular, hey, you already know all this stuff about mm -hmm. me. You already utilize some of that for Siri, but like I, I, I've gotten so that is one part of what is called Siri that I actually super mm -hmm. like. It's how I'm able to have the front page, the front main screen of my i, or excuse me, my iPhone, be two thirds Siri suggestions because it all it knows. It tends to know at least on that device. You tend to open this document this time of day or that time of day. The 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 food honestly, the food delivery apps start popping up around four in the afternoon, which is exactly how I would want it mm -hmm. to work. Um, I don't do it every day, but like it, that makes a lot of sense. But you know, I think what it doesn't do to my knowledge is say like, you worked on this thing on your Mac in let's say Google Docs, mm -hmm. and then you worked on, on, on your iPad, you worked in Google Docs. I don't think that tells the iPhone to, to then like suggest Google Docs, except insofar as like you get that little thing down in the dock that's like, hey, handoff says this document is open on Safari over here. Do you want to continue mm -hmm, that kind mm -hmm. of stuff? Um, the 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 answer to that is like, and, and there's uh, shoot. I'm now I'm monopolizing this. I didn't mean to. I really meant it to be short. But like, what's neat is if it did, for the sake of argument, have all of that stuff. I mean, the second huge part of this you can't leave out is well, then you can continue to talk to that GPT and tell it either expressly what things mean. Like for example, like I'll do stuff like say, call me Merlin. Call John Syracusa, Syracusa. Call our show, Rectifs. This is episode, you know, and like you tell it your own sort of sort of like personal. You can do like a glossary. Yeah, I did. I finally I did upload all of the birth dates of people in my family to make that into a GPT, mm -hmm. and then I like identify. So I just upload that as a CSV, but then said, hey, remember that Billy is my son and Madeline is my wife and. Polly is Madeline's mother. So it'll remember all of that, which sounds off topic, but it's really not. If you put it pointed at some giant corpus of data, there's no limit that I'm aware of to like how you can tell it like what domains go with what kinds of things. Like I think it's that's one of the things that makes this so powerful is you upload a PDF and it just understands stuff in that PDF in the same way that it's good at all this other stuff mostly. Right, but again, it's like just, why not upload the way that you're talking about pointing it at your hard drive? Why not give it the, everything? The, the secret, the secret reason is, it's the same reason I didn't continue my subscription to, with all respect, Rewind.ai, which is like I want to see how this shakes out 
privacy wise. Sure, sure, wise. sure, sure. But I mean, like in I don't want somebody to just dump the database. Oh, and have I agree all of with my the stuff. security issues of it, of course. But I'm just saying, like theoretically, let's 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 just say in a, in a hypothetical world, it's completely secure. You never right, have right, to worry right. about any of that. It's what would stop you from just uploading, especially if it's text. Why files. why I mean, not say why say because like in the demo, I think he uploaded a talk that he gave on being yeah, an like entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, and and so he's like, now this GPT can talk about startups and give advice based on this stuff. Cool. Why not upload every single thing about startups in the whole world? No, it's, it's a great question. Important. I think there's there's two big answers to that. Um, I mean, setting aside for a moment security and privacy, um, I think I think one is that they very much see this. It's right there, like when you first save the document and or save the GPT. It'll do stuff like say prompt. It'll like come up with what it thinks a good name would be. It uses Dali to come up with what it thinks a good image would be. And you know, if you find that stuff tiresome, boy, you're gonna hate this. But I I don't mind that stuff at all. I like seeing. It's the same way I get hypnotized watching my Roomba. I just like seeing how it learns. I love seeing how the Roomba learns. And, and how it, it, when errors, what I would consider an error is made, like how that error was made. Okay, so let, I think that's, that's let me okay. let me throw out something that I feel like is is a potential. Yeah, I'm gonna come back though because I have answers to flaw that. with yeah. doing. Okay, so let's let's just say you're like I want to a GPT that like knows what Einstein knew, right? So you upload everything that Einstein ever wrote to it. And it studies yeah. it and it's like, cool, now I can talk about, you know, space time and stuff like that. But the thing is, it's going to be wrong. And the reason it's, well, not necessarily wrong, but mm -hmm. Stephen Hawking did a lot of work that was based on Einstein that really advanced the understanding of things like space time from Einstein's original theory and, and explains things like black holes and merging of black holes and da 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 da, da stuff that mm -hmm. Einstein kind of laid the groundwork for and that Hawking came in and like advanced. And there's other people I've never heard of who have advanced it even well, further. Well, it still has access to everything that Heisenberg and Planck ever said. That's so not like out it, of, it'll it still, still can get it'll, that It's stuff. not just your stuff. Okay, so it's still everything else yeah, 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 plus yeah. your stuff. Yeah. I think a good example of this, again, that I heard from Jason Snell, this is so clever, I can't believe I, I haven't thought of this, is I think it was Leo Laporte or Michael Johnson, but probably, I don't know, but probably Leo. Somebody like uploaded a bunch of books on Lisp. Okay. And are, you're able then to go and like ask it questions about Lisp, but why don't you just read all those books? Well, A, I may not want to want to read all those books, and B, I want to utilize what this thing is good at, which is contextual you know, if you like, quote unquote, fact information, like I, I could see that being extremely valuable. Like, um, but no, you know, to get to your point though, I think what you're getting at, it's not that now all you have is what Einstein said. It's not like a historical, you can still utilize those other things, but also just to clarify, you can also then go on, like, I don't know exactly how to do this because I've just started with this, but I, I've said things, I think in the wisdom document one, I was like, you know, like, you know, Hey, I, I know, you know, everything in the world, but focus your answers on stuff that you found, you know, in, in this document, right. that's, that's kind of the scope of this. But so anyway, there's two things real quick. One is kind of quick. W one of those is, um, they make a big thing of this being something you, you, you create for other people like a team or your customers, like they're really pushing on this enterprise stuff. And I think the idea is that you would want to limit the scope very heavily in that instance 
I mean, not least because if there's one place you don't want to see boobs or something, <laughs> it's when people are trying to figure out how to change the ink in their printer. Right. And you know what I mean? And, and, and what's neat is they give you a lot of samples to sort of start with, including like a customer service one. Um, fortunately, a lot of this is getting a little bit more serious. And by serious, I just mean as opposed to silly. Like one of the demos they did in the product release video was talking about like getting it to talk like a pirate and stuff. And I think that's good because it shows you how easily you can do that. That's all just with typing. Um, but I, I, I think that I think if there's any above anything else in terms of how what they would say, it's that you probably want to limit your, your scope to whatever your audience is going to want. But I, I, I take your point. Um, I, I just feel more confident learning something. Mm -hmm. If I'm limiting the scope myself, I I, like, I think that makes a lot of sense. But I mean, like I say, I mean, I've got this this you know this stupid freaking folder with two thousand text files in it that probably says a lot about me. And then like and then just like to me like the 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 thing where this gets so fascinating, as I've said ad nauseum, like what my, in terms of the, my actual outboard brain. Uh, copyright Cory Doctorow, probably 2003. Um, my real outboard brain in some ways is Gmail and photos. Mm. You know, if I want to find out when something happened or what happened around that time, Gmail and photos are so good for that. And especially now that photos can usually pretty well detect te text in things. So like if I want to find, it can be something as specific as find the time we were at that one museum. I don't know which trip it was, but one time. Madeline, me, our kid, my nephew, and my mother-in-law went to this one museum in, uh, at, I think, at Brown University. It's like, when was that? Well, I can just search for Rhode Island, and it'll find that. That'll get me close enough. And I know it was before this date. So you're kind of like, like, a, like a shark, like circling around your, your dinner. Um, and with Gmail, like I say, that stuff like, when did I buy this plane ticket? Search for receipt and the name of this product you know this product mm -hmm. now to me the power comes when all that stuff hooks together where you know like and so like I, i've just got started with the rectifs one and it's it's very you know primitive at this point but i'm able to go in and say stuff like what's our third longest episode when was the time we talked about drugs or in the age one for my family i did one yesterday Oh, let's see now this is this is i know this is not useful to anybody else but hopefully you can see how this would be interesting to mm -hmm. me so i go to family milestones and i said is my chat in here i don't know if it's in here but i said something like um what was the what was the uh, what was a popular song the month my kid was born right, right. that'd be cool so that's that requires a lot of sort of inference mm -hmm. and like it's you know, know songs it's uh, gotta so, know your kids soldier soldier boy tell them right right so probably around the same time your kid was yeah. going, Soldier Boy, yeah. tell him. You know, I, I, I don't know. I just, that, the way that my mind is, um, it sounds like I'm patting myself on the back, but it's really just an admission of my disordered thinking. I do a lot of, if, arguably maybe, if there's one way you wanted to try and describe why I'm so weird to so many people, it is that I cannot help but think laterally. I, I think laterally much more often than I think cardinally. You know, mm -hmm. and that's my sense of humor. My sense of humor, in addition to being like, I'm not going to explain this joke to you, is like, if you don't understand the connection between these two things, it's not for you. If you do understand the connection between these two things, you'll really, you'll enjoy this. And sometimes it's a hat on a hat, but just to, just to get it out of the way, that's my sense of humor, because that's also just how my brain right. works. 
the, you know, the way that my brain works is I'm almost like, you know, with Lily Tomlin connecting the call and putting the quarter inch jack into the, the operator board. I, I like making connections between things that on the face of it seem totally unrelated which also happens to be a characteristic of what has generally been called creativity. Like my version of creativity is I like making a connection between two things. So it might seem trivial and silly to, to want to know that Soldier Boy Tellum was popular in October of 2007, but if that's the end of your curiosity about that, you're not really thinking about it. Now, then you get into start thinking about now about self-quantization, about like, for example, this thing we've all recently discovered of your Apple Watch being able to tell you how much time you spend in sunlight. Well, is there any relationship between how I slept, how much sun I got in the times before I got ill in the last mm -hmm. two years? Because that's all in there. That's all in the data right. soup. And like, again, I don't want anybody to lose their bank account because of AI, but you know, that's, we mustn't always go jump right to that. That's, how much um, do you feel that anyway, we can trust um, like AI's ability to analyze things and come to a good conclusion. Like what, what I'm thinking about here is, mm -hmm. you know, let's say that we made a lot of observations. I, it could be about any, could be about, you know, birds in your backyard, like doesn't matter, whatever. You make a ton of observations. <laughs> you don't, you don't want to end up with one of those charts that's like terrorism went well, up with the popularity yeah, of internet. Explorer. Yeah. Yeah. One yeah. of those, like, you know, like exactly. that, what do they say? Um, uh, coincidence is not causality. Yeah. And I think being able to, what would be really, really cool would basically be to say, look, I made all these observations. What conclusion can you draw from that? Because a computer is much Espe better than Especially a, given that it looks at it so, so differently, differently than you and, and I so much more quickly. And, you know, one of the things that whenever you read about like scientific breakthroughs and people developing really great understandings and insight into a given situation, what's usually happening is there for whatever reason, maybe luck, maybe because they're skilled, talented, experienced, or just whatever that they can look at data and say, oh, I was thinking about this. <clears throat> and I was looking at this data here and it, it made me think about it like this. And that's how I came up with this breakthrough. I mean, you hear that all the time in, in science and other places. And, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, I'm very curious to, to know, like, well, what if you were to just give ChatGPT or some, some AI system a whole bunch of data? Like I made these observations at this time. Just go find some patterns. What are the patterns? Yeah. What are the patterns that you see? And what do yeah. those have to do with other patterns that and I didn't And your question is observe? like, how, how much should we be skeptical or credulous about like what it yeah, says? Yeah, because it's at a certain yeah, yeah. point. I mean, people are all, it, I keep seeing news articles that come out and that say, oh, you know, bad oh, advice God. from a chat, you know, from a GPT oh, or whatever. Now, oh, and, yeah. you know, that's, that's such a weird thing to say. And it's- I can't a, believe there's errors on the internet. Right, but like- uh, you know, it's almost like people are like, can you believe someone trusted this thing that, that came up with an answer? Well, didn't I say this last week? Like, don't ask for relationship advice from a Coke mm -hmm. machine. Like, that's not what it's for. Like, you know, I mean, I take that point, but like, ah, oh God, I cannot wait to get to a point where I feel like I don't have to constantly keep defending a computer. But I mean, here's one off the dome. Like, if I said to you, oh, I would really love a well-regarded fictional book series about sailing ships in the early 1800s. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people, especially, um, you know, Jason Finn would say, well, you should check out the Master and Commander series, right? Well, I don't think that makes me stupid because I didn't know that. I know the very large neighborhood that I'm interested in. I may not know the address of the house that I want, but like, that's just, that's part of all kinds of learning. And, and similarly, like, 
first of all, guys, maybe stop trusting anything you find on the internet until you've done your due diligence. But like, anyway, whatever. I, I can't get into that. But but I, I think sometimes it will show you. I was trying to describe this to somebody. might have been you. I forget. But I was trying to describe how we used to use Yahoo when we knew something. We wanted to find something, and we didn't know what we wanted to find. And in the days before reliable Boolean keyword searching, you would use Yahoo. Like, what are you going to use besides Yahoo? Right? right. You go to Yahoo, and there was this skill. I talked about this with Syracuse. There's this skill of that a person in the mid-90s would get of figuring out, even like, you have something you don't know, but maybe you have something you kind of do know, or you think about, like, something that's a sibling to mm -hmm. that. There was a great, one of the many great experiments that got killed on Google years ago was something called Google Sets, where you could enter in John, Paul, George, and say, well, what, should, what, do, you, what do you think the fourth one of these should be? And believe it or not, it would say Ringo. Okay, like, why would you need that? Everybody knows the Beatles. Yeah, <laughs> but like, what if it's the members of Jefferson Starship? Like, if you know a little bit of information and you want to find sibling or potentially cousin information, it might be a way to like, you know, help you with tip of the tongue phenomenon. But so often it was a skill to learn how to find something that's near what you wanted. Because you know, you're in this liminal space of like, there's a thing... I know is out there or I think I know is out there. And then I've got this other thing that I think is similar to that. And maybe, I mean, it's like he's in a library. Like if, if you want a philosophy philosophy book, uh, what is that, the P's or the B's? Probably the B's. Like go to, you got to go to the right section. Even if you're one of those cucks that's still on Dewey Decimal. Mm. Like if you go to the wrong section, you're not going to find the book, even if they're in alphabetical by author order. Your ladder's against the wrong wall. And so, like, I don't have a solution for what do you do about the fact that there's incorrect information in the world right. or incorrect inferences right. in the world. But that's part of the journey is, is getting better at zeroing in on those things. And like, man, talk about throwing out the, the baby with the bathwater. There's so many valuable things this can pull together for us. Um, and, and again, this is something I think I mentioned last week. I know I mentioned this last week when I was going off about that insert HTML thing in Google, something I passed by really quickly, but I really want to underscore because it goes exactly to what you're describing here, right? Which is like, okay, here's a data set or a matrix or whatever. You've got all these data points. Let's say something like maybe in my case in the past, I have exported. I was trying to find patterns. Don't ask. I was trying to figure out like roughly when our mail gets delivered, mm -hmm. just out of curiosity. Yeah. And so I was able to use the device, a device in our mail box, let's say, that's an Eve device that's a motion detector that could, can let me know when mail's been delivered. So I can do this kind of mix minus where I say, well, show me times that the garage door didn't open, but this thing did happen. And then, okay, well, does mail sometimes get delivered in the middle of the night? Maybe, but not enough to really matter. So how about instead I say, well, and then limit that to between, say, 1 p.m. and 7 p.m. or something. Like using my own domain knowledge in that case, to, to limit the number of those, and then go and like take a year of that information, which is just thousands potentially of just data points about motion was detected, and then you can do a lot with it and try to find it. Well, here's what's neat in Google. I, 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 because I went by this fast, I really want to mention it again because I, I want to make sure somebody tries this today. So go into, if you use Google Sheets, um, Go in and, and pull either import something or pull up something that's got a whole bunch of lines, for lack of a better mm -hmm. word. And then down in the lower right, 
like select all and then click on explore. Now, have you done this? I have not. All right. Well, maybe while I'm talking, you, do, do you do anything in sheets? I do. Yeah, of course of you course do. Of course I do. Well, just go, go somewhere. All right. I'm there. And, I'm there. And, I'm gonna, I've got and, one open already. Select a bunch and hit explore. All right. And now this is not flawless, but boy, this is pretty goddamn smart as far as I'm All concerned. Right. And what this will do is say like, well, here's some interesting stuff about this data. Sometimes that's something as simple as this, this probably based on the way these rows are, what's in these rows, this might be a, something as simple as this might be a good color scheme to help you mm. identify like alternate rows, something as easy as that, mm -hmm. right? It could be something like, you know, uh, but a lot of times what it'll do is say like, hey, you know, you tend to get paid on this day or this is the time of day when you most often turn off your bedroom lights or whatever, but explore if, you know, and it differs obviously for all kinds of reasons. No, I see. But did you, do you see, so you'll see some of the, the there's like two tabs I want to yeah. say, I should just go yeah. there. And the first tab's kind of like the more like cosmetic sort of right. stuff. Are you able to see anything interesting in what you've? Uh, I found? probably Did didn't pick the best there? one to use, but um, yeah, it's kind of neat. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, what's neat is like it'll find patterns that you didn't, won't, or in my case, often can't find. This again, this gets us back to this self-quantization thing. Why is it so neat to me? that so much stuff about my health and my movement, all those things is privately recorded on my Apple devices. Well, I'll take all the data I can get. I'll figure out what to do with it later. But like, I do want that to be capturing the whole time. It's not without value to me because I haven't found a use for it this afternoon. And to me, that's indicative of this larger pattern, which, which is like, and again, to, to paraphrase Jason Snell, like, what are computers good at? Computers are good at taking a whole bunch of information doing math on it, doing arithmetic, <laughs> different kinds of math on it, and then showing you patterns that may be more clear or more mm -hmm, obvious to mm -hmm. you. Now, when you add to that the ability to, and there are like, for example, like plugins for ChatGPT called, I think called like talk to PDF, where you can basically, it, it's the equivalent of making a GPT for a PDF, which is a lot of letters, but then you can talk to it and you can say, find these kinds of things. You know what I could also imagine dropping, I don't know, dropping all of the manuals for all of my stuff that I keep in PDFs, drop all of that in and see what happens. But it, you're going to be able to make, you're going to be able to draw similarities that are going to seem very, very unusual at first, but and without context, it's just obviously it's a bunch of data. But like, what if you take take that whatever that corpus of data is? What if you also added in where you were, what the weather was like, um, how you self-reported your mood that day, all those kinds of things? Well, it's not perfect, but having that data and then being able to do math on it is really powerful to me. So yeah, GPT thumbs up so far. Thumbs up. You think that yeah. uh, the price right now is twenty dollars a month, which I think is is worth it. Um, mm -hmm. especially if you use it for work, especially if you use it, like you that's, integrate that, it yeah, with. That, that, that's for like chat. If, if you use the API, they have a very, I think to my, for my usage anyway, a trivially small cost for API calls. I mean, like Greg, Greg from uh, drafts yeah. talked about like he'd done a huge amount of testing and it an amount of like 80 cents or something. Yeah. You can do a lot. API is always like the way to go. And I think that's what the API playground is pretty. Like I, I was watching a tutorial on some kind of like rails thing. And the guy has the chat GPT or, or GPT integration with VS code. 
that he uses to do his editing. And I've used that. It's really, you know, cool. like you can, it, it kind of like writes, a, it kind of looks at what you've written and gets an idea of what you're doing and just kind of has like, you know, everybody has seen, you know, word completion and word guessing when you're typing a message and the new iOS and to the new Mac OS take that to the next step where it gets yep, pretty yep, yep. good at guessing what you're about to type. And it does the same thing, except it's writing the code for you. And like, it knows that you're, oh, you start typing that you want to do a loop. It's like, oh yeah, I know what you're going to do here. And it's like, you want to loop through all of the things in this collection and output the thing. And it just does it. It's like, oh, that was weird. And I really think that. Hey, you talked about this last week, right? You, I was doing something like that. And I think that the, the cool thing about this kind of technology is I think that's a really, really, really practical and great use of what we're calling, you know, AI and what I really think the future of AI, the near, the near AI. future, yeah. the very near future is help me do things like figure out small problems, especially in software development, especially in designing systems. And I had a friend who, um, he is an architect and for like the first, I don't know how many half dozen years of being in that field, maybe it's less than that for the first few years. Like one of the things, at least the way his firm worked is like, you do the plumbing and you don't get to design how the building looks. You don't get to design any, but he was a, <laughs> Oh boy, I know that. Yeah. Feeling. He was doing commercial real estate design. So it was like office buildings and you know, plumbing can be a big challenge, I guess, in an office building of like, how do you do it? And, and you know, you would spend a long time doing the plumbing. Well, how do you make it maintainable? Right. And, and like, you know, that's, that kind of he stuff, was like, yeah. it's not interesting, but this is like what you, everyone here starts out doing and you work your way up and doing other things. And, you know, it would be so cool. And I'm sure that everyone listening is a nerd like us. And they know that like the best computer systems nowadays are not designed really by people. They're designed by, or with great assistance from other computers. And, you know, <laughs> it's not unusual to use tools to make other. Right. Tools. And how long before we can kind of take ourselves out of that? Like, at what point does human ingenuity and innovation give way to the tools that we've built building better versions of themselves? And this is, of course, the scenario you see in sci fi where like the computer built a smarter computer that built a smarter computer that created AI that created that's, a God that's the and became that's God. The general. And, you know. that, that's not, that's not generative. Right. That's the big AI yes. that people are scared yes. about. Yes. Yeah. Which of course people don't make a great effort to differentiate, but whatever. Right. I, I'm scared of that too. I don't want that. Maybe you do. Um, I'm going to, this is now any goodwill I have at this point, I'm going to throw out the window by saying, Hey, <laughs> There's something that almost all of you do every day that killed 40,000 people last year. And like, wouldn't you want to go out of your way to avoid, like you don't smoke, right? Did you quit smoking? Like, did you quit, you know, eating palm oil? Like, but if I told you something killed 40,000 people last year, wouldn't you say, oh my God, I'm gonna do everything I can to keep my family from doing it. Well, as it happens, that's driving an automobile. And even with the safety and how far we've come, and even accounting for the fact that we have however many million people and all of that, like that doesn't stop you idiots from driving a car. That's because like, you don't think of it that way. You don't think of it, you don't think of it as, you think of it as, oh, that guy cut me off when I hit my horn and I'm mad and late, boo, car. Like you car people who love your cars, like you'll buy all kinds of cars and take care of them. And I don't even wanna know what it costs to like maintain and pay the lease on all of those cars that everybody has to have cars. Right. Well. 
can't you just throw a brother a bone here? Like, I'm not saying this is perfect. I'm saying there's upsides and downsides to anything, but the part, if there's anything I want to get out, it's that even somebody who dislikes automobile culture as much as I do, we, my, my wife has a car. We use cars. We have people deliver us food in cars. I'm not, I'm not anti-car, like, but I do, I don't understand then why is everybody so anti-AI? Or in this case, like anti-chat GPT. It's like, it's ignorance. It's because you haven't, as we said last week, you have not made even a de minimis effort to understand what the real problem of this is. And like, we, it's, we can never get more than a step and a half in any direction without hearing about how it's putting all the artists, like nobody's going to be on DeviantArt making, you know, uh, fetish fakes anymore because everybody keeps stealing it. Or like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen to all the PR people? And what's going to, I don't want to sound glib about it, but like, guys, look, it's not going to be the end of the world quite yet. And if you're not already fact-checking stuff that you look up, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. don't you already do that? Yeah. Don't you already? Syracuse and I talk about this all the time. Like, I fact-check everything I post on social media. Yeah. I go and look up everything before I say it and make sure the joke makes sense. Partly because I don't want somebody going, well, actually, that was 1615 <laughs> or whatever, which is fine, whatever. But, like, I guess it's just it's just so it's so funny. And this is, this is again, one of those things kind of adjacent to... I don't know what we call this uh, sort of scientifically, but like the perception of risk that everybody has, the, what do people call it? Like the risk matrix or whatever, or like, you know, Dr. Don can do hours on this. Like the stuff where you're like, oh, I always rinse my chicken in the sink. Well, would it surprise you to know that a guy who's got a PhD in food safety hmm. says about the last thing you should do with a chicken is wash it in the right. sink? It's counterintuitive, yeah. but it feels good to do. Yeah. Because it, it feels like you're being safe. Well, actually, what you're really doing is, is splashing chicken garbage everywhere. Right. Like, maybe don't do right. that. But, you know, th we all have those things. And I, I just want to be clear. I'm not criticizing anybody for their weird folk beliefs about what keeps them safe in life. You know, Hakuna Matata, you do you. But I'm also saying, like, I don't think it's going to make you a smarter and safer person to just throw throw out every baby with the tiniest bit of bath because you're confused about whether this means you won't be able to get paid $30,000 a year to write press mm -hmm. releases. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it, we, I covered this last week already. Um, yes. Don't ask a cook, don't ask a cook machine for relationship advice. This is, this is my advice to you and I am not a cook mm -hmm. machine as far mm -hmm. as you no, know. Not as far as I can tell. Yeah. I am a real worm. I'm an actual <laughs> worm. I like to play the drums. I think I'm getting good, but you know, I can handle Chris. Did I tell you I saw them a few months ago? They're, They're so great. Do they still, is Marty still a drummer? That guy Marty? Yeah, yeah, Marty was, I think. Isn't that guy insane? Did he do the thing with the drum solos? Like the, yes. like, they usually do this thing where he like does famous drum solos or something. Isn't that guy, the whole band is, first of all, John They're and John. They're just having a great time. But the whole band is so, it's like when Boy, Boy Genius was on SNL over the weekend and I love those three, but the band the band of girls backing them up were great and jumping around mm -hmm. and it's neat to go somewhere like to hear you know anna ang and then walk away going like yeah but these all sound good this is a, a good rock band well did you did you take your kid yeah he went it was his actually it was his first concert believe it or not oh that's so nice <gasps> that's a good that one. was really and they did the entire flood album 
they didn't do it back to back songs. They interjected other songs and things. And they made oh, it really wow. fun. But they did every song on that album and mixed in with other ones. It was really fun. I'm a Lincoln man, but I do also enjoy. I it. wish they had done. I more really Lincoln imprinted stuff. on Lincoln yeah. when I was in college. I because I had the a cassette of the first. Yeah, me one, too. But then I really imprinted on Lincoln. Mega hole with a gun, <laughs> perpendicular, glavin. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Well, what I don't, what time is it? Oh God, I'm so sorry. Oh my God, I'm so what, sorry. What have you done this time? Oh, you. I talked for forty you minutes. Talked for maybe? fifty-one minutes. Fifty-one minutes. Fifty-one minutes. Hmm. I was going to talk to you about the Apple Watch Ultra too. Well, we got time. Yeah, we got. I mean, I I can talk about it all day. Well, do you want? Do you want to? Yeah, or do you I want to mention it. Apple Watch Ultra. So I, I got one of these. It just came out. Oh, really? Yeah, yes. Isn't it nice? It's, so I I had a handful. I love you. Once you get that big screen, you never want to go back. I had back. a handful of friends who got the Apple Watch Ultra when it came out. And love I one. looked love at it, it and I said, you know, this to me looks. It looks this huge. looks Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> but I mean, you're a watch yeah, guy. Yeah, I am a watch guy. But like, yeah, but like, it's like the kind of watch that like annoying alpha guys in their 60s wear. <laughs> It's like it's like it's like a it's like a watch you wear if if you've been hot air ballooning more than once. <laughs> so I got I I was hesitant to get this. I've had Apple Watches in the past, and you know my I I kind of get I'll get into it. I'll have it for a little while, and then it's, for whatever reason, I'll wind up not wearing it or whatever. But a couple of my friends who had the Ultra, I was I just found it really compelling. I really like the form factor. I really like the screen. I really like the idea of having you know, days of battery life. That seems to be something really great. And I said, you know, I'm going to try it. And I actually am writing a bit about it for my, uh, the next issue of my, my newsletter, uh, which if, I would love if people would sign up. It's unusual.email. But anyway, the thing, my biggest thought is that, and here's, I'm going to, this is, as you would say, Merlin, this is a hot take. Hmm. I would say that this is the most, this Apple Watch Ultra, maybe the Ultra 2 specifically, I've never used the first one at any length, but they seem essentially the same. The Apple Watch Ultra is... I think the only big difference is not a difference, which is one of the big differences is supposedly, hey, you know that you can do those gestures oh, that everybody yeah, saw, care. but you can already do I that. I do it all the time. It's all, it's just an accessibility thing. The, but it is cool, but like, yeah, yeah, you can already do that. It's fine. You're not that limited. Yes. So, yes you know, yes. But the, the big, big screen, flat screen, I'm gonna say, feel solid action button. First it's got it of all. all, this is a completely different product than the regular Apple Watch. They're, they are similar, but they are very, 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 very different in some hmm. fundamental ways that make it a device that I am excited to wear all the time and using and loving compared to something that I wore and it's okay. And you know, like it, it tracks things and that's fine. This is actually something, this product is something I really, really like. And uh, the second point is this to me feels like the most Apple device Apple has ever made. I haven't used a vision pro, but <laughs> Second to that, I maybe this feels like the most Apple device that there is. Uh, I love everything about it. Hmm. It's made so beautifully and so well, and it really does feel like something. That's, it, does, it feels like you don't have to baby. You it. don't. You don't. And I love it. I have. I'm having a great time with this thing. I'm not going to like talk about complications. I have. You should wear it. We should wear it in the bathtub. It's really cool. Well, 
Tell us how hot the bathroom is. I just had to fly recently, and I, I had gotten the watch not long before the trip. And so I knew I noticed one of the cool things because I think this watch is geared toward explorers and people who are, you know, so a friend of mine does a lot of long distance biking and, and, and like so many friends. And so they're sitting there hitting, you know, the, so it has this little waypoint. They have this one face that is completely bananas. Oh yeah. That one that's like the wayfinder or whatever it is. The one that's got all of the like tracing your path and the compass and like it's it really it feels like you're inside of like and then it does that thing around the outside no you're not talking complications but the elevation thing around the edge it's it's like really cool really is if you're gonna do that this is the watch so one of the features that they have relating to these waypoints is a parked car waypoint so basically you if you use the complication or you just find the compass app you can just tell it like i'm parked here you just tap it yeah if you put the complication on, you just tap the complication when you're at your car. So I parked at the airport. We got, you know, a big, big ass parking garage. It can be confusing. So I'm just like, okay, fine. I'm still going to take a picture. It does kind of make you wish it did the Z axis too, though, right? I'm still going to take a picture of the sign, like showing me where I'm at just as a fallback. But I'm going to try not to use that like I usually do. And I'm just going to tap the thing and walk away. So I tapped it, walked away, come back a few days later. And I, I'm still inside the airport walking toward parking and I hit the little thing and it says, oh, I'll show you where your car's parked. And it shows you- the, Like retrace your steps. Yeah. Thing. And what it does that's really cool is it, it treats it like a compass so that that waypoint that you're trying to get to, it doesn't matter how you walk through the airport before, it's showing you on this map, like mm-hmm. here's a little dot. And so as you, just like holding a compass, as you turn- it kind of moves. So if you're facing it and you turn left, it kind of swings to the left. And then it tells you exactly how far away you are. Oh, you're 430 meters, 425 meters, 420 meters as you're approaching it. And it led me right to the car as I thought it would, but it was one of those things just like, yes. It's one of those, it this is one is, of those aha moments. This though. is one of those things that like, you don't, you know, even if you travel a lot, like this is one of those things is like, of course they added this. Of course there's this great feature that's for one of these little, little annoyances. And so for me, the way that I'm the way that now at age 51, the way that I evaluate is this, is this piece of technology something that I want to use? Is it something that I will use? It doesn't have those kinds of features. Does, does that it just, like solve, does it solve? Does it make my problem? life easier? Does it make yeah, my man. life any easier? And this is one of those things. It's like, would I, would I pay $799 for a thing that tells me where I park my car by itself if that's all it did? Of course not. But that's just one of like the, the 50 things that I've identified that have been really, really useful, that have been really, really helpful, that have been really nice to have, you know? And it-, it, mm-hmm. it So you've had, had it for like a week or so? I guess about a week. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And- in that week, it's, you know, it's too early to say that like, well, I still be wearing this in a month or in a year or whatever, but I never felt this way when I wore the old Apple watches by a week's time. I was like, yeah, okay. Like I've integrated it. It's doing, it's, it's, you know, mainly I was yeah, using it to a, track it's a, it's exercise. It's an interesting accessory for your phone. Yeah. It was an accessory for the phone. This does not feel that way. No, I don't have the cell service turned on on it. I don't think that I'm going to necessarily need to do that. Because I I'm not like adventuring without my phone like yeah I I don't go anywhere I still have it because <laughs> I've had it forever yeah. but like I yeah but I, it's not I, expensive I it, it's what but... ten bucks a month well and if I ever got into this so this will be my when we get to I'll have a thought on this at the end it, it the success you, one success with these things has a lot to do with how much you're willing to learn too or how much you're willing to 
habituate yourself to like a new habit. But like if you're not utilizing it where you can't get with how the watch does things, which I think is understandable. I mean, there's a lot of stuff where it's like, I, I wish I had more granular detail about notifications everywhere for everything. But just having this thing around where I know I can just raise my hand and start talking and Siri will get mm -hmm. it. Like that's powerful, but that doesn't that doesn't happen in a day or two, probably. You, you've got to sort of like keep pursuing what this thing can do and learning what it wants you to do. Right? Yeah. But like, but that seems like a that seems like a good success, and you know, and the fact that like there's just so much stuff. Uh, and again, this is a, a general Siri bitch, but like, oof, <laughs> I still have so many. I just I made a shortcut for I've been using this app I learned about called Chronicling, which is kind of like Datum, but it's basically it's just a, it's like a clicker. Like I did this thing, I took my pills, I did a blah blah blah, right? And like I made a shortcut for it because it's got a shortcut dictionary, and it was just like add add morning pill. And like, and like on four different devices, I get like such different responses to it. I, I've flipped it on everywhere as far as I can mm -hmm. tell. Some things that work great on the phone will work okay on Apple TV via HomePod for a while and then just won't. But the thing is, if you've got this $500 thing you bought as a lark that you never really learned how to, how to right. do, and then it frustrates you, you feel like kind of an idiot. You feel like less of an idiot with this one. I'm just glad it wasn't didn't seem too big. Like after a day of wearing it, I was like, it seemed too big in photos. But I think as long as it's not obscuring your wrist, you're probably fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the big screen is so nice. There, are, the biggest concern that I've seen and people have, like if you read Reddit or other people on you know social media talking about it, they're like, oh, I went to the, I thought the Apple Watch Ultra looked great, and I tried it on, it looked too big. The thing is that it's it's not. First of all, when you're looking at your own wrist. That's very different from what you look like to other people with something on your wrist. Well, let's let's say let's say what we want to say, which is it's one thing to look at a photo of an Apple Watch Ultra on somebody's wrist in a photo, and then quite another thing for your own idea of what an old Apple Watch looks like on your wrist. Mm -hmm. If you look at those two next to each other, it seems ass. Right. It's like wearing a television set. You look like Dick Tracy. Yeah. But but once you actually wear it for a while, spoiler alert, I also have a second watch, my old Apple mm -hmm. watch that I wear when I'm charging the other one. And that thing seems like a toy now. It seems like a Fisher-Price watch. Right. I, I gave my son, uh, who's, by the way, much bigger, much bigger, taller than me. Um, I gave him my old Apple watch and it, it was the larger Apple watch and it looks like a toy. It looks like a toy on his wrist compared to this one. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was thinking the other day, do you remember, you probably do because you've seen Rain Man, but in Rain Man, um, Raymond is given a uh, Sony Watchman, which is a portable, <laughs> oh, it, God, is, yes. it is a portable so he can watch TV Wapner. so he can walk around and watch Wapner or whatever else he wants. But they mm -hmm. also, Sony also came out with an actual watch that was a TV. No, but it wasn't Sony. It was Seiko, I think. And it came out in the early. Yeah, I'm, I just found it. Okay, it says it. And it just had like it had like a VHF. Right. From not, oh, look at this thing. Hold on, I'm going to send you the link to this article. I'll send you the okay. picture too. You got to look at. You got to look at this thing. This thing is so cool. Like this is, this is from. It says 1982. So I would have been 10 years old. Um, but look at this watch, and apparently it mm -hmm. you can watch TV on it. Um, that's actually kind of It was cool called the Seiko TV watch. And I remember mm -hmm. seeing one of these, I guess as a 10 year old and thinking, first of all, no way. 
But second of all, like yeah. this is the future. I wish I I, I don't even have a t I don't have a TV in my room. Like, can you imagine having it on, on your, your wrist? wrist? Oh my god! Like that's crazy. You just watch Dennis the Menace at four. Can you believe in the it? And so like it, there was this watch that could be like a TV, and mm -hmm. you know, but the weird thing is, you had to have a like. A weird box that would go Whoa, in wait a minute. your pocket that was basically the receiver. Oh my God, this is so weird. What kind of jack is that? <laughs> I, I'm not going to read it. I know, but what, like, what's the jack going into the transistor right, radio? That's, is that, that? Is, that is some weird kind of. Is that a data? Like a data? Yeah, but port, basically, sort of? the, the. You have to strap it onto the top of the watch. It's just the screen like, that's on your wrist and the rest of the. So you can't just watch it like hanging out. You've got to have a connection. Yeah, you plug, to the, you plug the thing into this. Is it utilizing the <laughs> antenna from that thing, I'll bet? Probably. And that's like, I don't know how this oh thing my works. Oh, God. But I remember this. Talk about an asterisk. Ooh, oh, I know. Yikes. I know. But you only got like five hours of wa TV watching on this. But like there was really nothing between I really, this. I really like the image of the guy. I am two thirds down <laughs> yeah. the page. It was a, it's an illustration from the booklet, I guess. I know. I'm going to put that on our show. I'll do that for the I show. I love notes. this. Oh, here's where your chords go. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is how you use this thing. But like Ooh. the idea though. Magnum P.I. love you. <laughs> <laughs> but the idea that you, that like Ooh. this is, this is what they had. First of all, it made me think of the Vision Pro where you've got the box in your, in your belt or pocket or whatever but the other thing is like we we can you can watch stuff on your apple watch you could do all this stuff on your apple watch you could do all that and it's like we've got this now like back in 82 they were like we're gonna make it so you can watch a tv on your it's like watch. that radio shack flyer the famous radio shack flyer from 1991 or yes. whatever where every single thing on the flyer is included on your phone now. right you, you yes. know, I know you no, know, I know this, what you're talking like, about. You got to buy a calculator. Yep. You got to buy a a, a, a VCR. Yes. You've got to buy a video uh, a, a VCR like camera. You know all those all those different things. It's like it's all just in there yeah. now. Stereo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I need to learn to utilize it more. I mean, one thing is it's just easy stuff. Like I, I've never really quite got my hands around how to use Overcast to put podcasts on my watch. And again, just to refer to Jason Snell one more time, I know that's something he does. When he walks his dog, he listens to podcasts on his watch with AirPods. And is he doing that over cellular or are they like loaded onto the watch? Well, no, you can, you can. I, I, I haven't mean, done that at all. It's a little, yeah, I, I've, I've, I've tried it before. I haven't found a way to do it like reliably. It seems to like, I think a lot of the stuff, um, uh, there's a huge amount of changes Marco's been working on getting things off the main thread, I think is the thing. He's doing a lot of stuff to improve performance and things like that. But no, I, I don't, I mean, but what I'm trying to get at there though, that, that reason, the thing I wanted to say was there's a way that this is like ChatGPT and is like a whole lot of other things. The, my approach from with ChatGPT from the beginning, because I'm a cuck and I, I'm just waiting for my life to be upended by this terrible technology, is my feeling has always been, you learn from me, I'll learn from you. And of course, we want to demand that everything learn from us. But there's a lot of value in learning from your machines. Your machines, you learn a lot just by looking at preferences. You learn a lot by looking at menus. You learn not just the taste of the developer, but you learn how the thing wants to be used. Mm. It's one of the few, like I think, pretty major downsides of the you have to buy before you try thing. Like sometimes there's something, a very specific thing I want out of an app, like I went through with 3D printing slicers, we're like, ah, I can't even like see if this thing will work because 
I have to buy it to use it, which I don't mean, you know what I mean? But like you, you have to learn how it wants to be used and what it's good at, you know? And in the case of something like Descript, I, every day I wake up thinking, gosh, I hope they, they don't screw this app up and make it just video and stuff like mm. that. Like they're obviously trying to like wean us off the old fashioned audio interface, which I greatly prefer, but I mean, that's technology. What are you going to do? But like, you have to learn from it as well. And that goes for your watch too, Dan, as right. you know, which is like, okay, well, sometimes maybe you need to repot yourself, listener or Dan, you need to repot yourself in terms of like, well, here's my impression of what this thing was and how I felt about it. And like, what if I kind of acted for the sake of argument? Like, I don't know anything about this. Treat me like an idiot. Like, what do I need to learn about how this works? Every time I do that, almost every time I do that, I find something I'm really surprised I didn't know how to do before, or I didn't know it was capable of, or I didn't know how easy it was to do mm -hmm. something. And just because you, you know, it's the, it's like ChatGPT, it's, it's like my printer. If I went and tried to print out like a foot tall Death Star with incredible detail the first time I took it out of the box, and that was how I decided my impression of the device and the whole like space, so to speak, I, I'd be bummed. Oh, yeah. I'd be like, ah, fail, yeah. didn't do the thing. And I do feel like that's a ton of what people do with ChatGPT. Like I said last week, say the N-word. No, ah, I won't listen to me. Say the N-word. Yes, ah, ChatGPT is racist. Mm -hmm. Like, pick a lane. Like, wh why don't you get curious about something and dig in there? Now I'm just repeating myself. This guy's very handsome. I bet this guy gets more tail than Sinatra. <laughs> he's got a, you see his camel toe? No, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's got, yeah. he's got yeah. um, what we in the business call natural pleats. Mm. Natural pleats. Mm -hmm. It looks like his name is probably Doug or Rick. I am more on the Rick. Hi, I'm Rick. Mm -hmm. I can watch television <laughs> as long as I plug it into my radio. There you go. I like this guy, Ladies though. It's our show, it's our show art now. All right. All right. Can we leave now? Yeah. Okay, let's button this up. All right. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man. Mm -hmm.